The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, our loyal and awesome fans. Uh, me and Andrew did the July bonus cast where we talked about offense. It was sickeningly positive. People are making fun of me on Twitter asking who was the co-host with uh, with Andrew, which uh, kind of hurts my feelings. Uh, Andrew, they think I'm always 100% negative, which... That's not true. Uh, but anyway, you can check that out. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, so uh, we're nine days away uh, from camp. Uh, so the, 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 the long, treacherous, um, horrible offseason, um, Andrew, is almost, is almost done. Uh, Hopefully the Saints can go another nine days without having someone die or get the bubonic plague. Yeah, you know, <laughs> big time goals. Big time goals. So, uh, you know, we, we, we admit we, we, you know, once we get to the home stretch, we like struggle for topics to to like get get us through the July months. And we did overrated and underrated. We had a lot of fun with those. Uh, but tonight, the topic before we get to everyone's Twitter questions, which we have some good ones. <laughs> There's Dave. So, so tonight we're gonna tonight the the topic was either we were gonna break down the Game of Thrones episodes for forty five. Oh minutes. God, I don't watch. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> or we're gonna do uh, three wishes for training camp, where we each get to make a wish that will hopefully come true for the Saints during training camp and preseason. Um, All right, so Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 Game of Thrones episode last night was weak because it didn't have hardly any nudity, which is just completely, you know, to me, it knocks down at least a star off the episode. Isn't nudity and, and gore like it's, the it's, whole point of the show? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like us, like cursing and uh, and and uh, me mispronouncing names is like some of our, like our standard well, thing. Nudity is a big part of the podcast because Dave never wears pants. <laughs> never. Never. So, um... So we're doing three wishes uh, tonight. We'll each get a wish. Um, so I'll start off with the obvious one. Look, the Saints just need – I don't even, like, wish for, like, exemplary health because I think that's just – by Saints standard, it's asking too much. 
But I just wish, <laughs> wish for like the guys that get hurt. Only, just like, I want only three broken legs. Well, no, I just want guys that get hurt to not be important. You know, I feel ba- I'll feel bad like when random camp guy gets injured and his career might be over. But like, you know, I won't feel that bad. You know, like I want like. Hey, to- do you remember when uh, Jack Tab? Remember that tight end? He had the horrible oh, yeah. knee injury at camp. It was bad. And I, I remember a small part of me. I, I'm going to admit this now. I, I didn't say this publicly at you're the time because that would have just been awful. But I remember thinking, oh, man, that's too bad. I feel really sorry for him. And then I'm like, yeah, at least it's not Freeze. <laughs> at least it's not someone important. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you want good health. I think – Look, You want good-, good health to good players especially. Yeah. I mean like – Like just- not losing Armstead and Unger and Fairley – yeah. <laughs> would have been kind of good. Yeah, we don't want like the, like you don't yeah, your want. Your wish is already off to a pretty shitty start, Ralph. <laughs> you, you. Well, I just made it. Can we try? Can't we just track it from now until starting from now? Starting now. So, starting now. Starting. Now. The past is in the past. You can't change the past. From now to now. But now, like, now what you now. want is like when, when, when. From now you, to now to now. Like when all the people are, are live tweeting the practices, you want like the beginning of it to be like really short and not not like you don't want Nick Underhill to have to do like four tweets of all the injured guys that aren't participating, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's my wish. I mean, when was the last time the Saints had a really good injury light training camp? Not last year. Twenty thirteen, maybe. Mm. No, because no, I take that back. Because 2013, like Will Smith and uh, the the guys they got from Dallas all got hurt. What was his name? Kenyon something. Kenyon Martin. No, no, that's a basketball player. No, uh, uh, Ken uh, Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, Coleman got hurt. Uh, that other pass rusher they got from from Dallas got hurt. Um, so it didn't work out for them there. So that's my wish. I just want moderate health, good health. Uh. And I'd like if we could get through training camp without one major injury to a really important guy, that would just be delightful. Um, so, Andrew, I made my wish for camp. What's your wish for training camp now that we've got injuries out of the way? Um, I'm just going to say my my one wish is that Marshawn Latimer is starting – Going up against Michael, you know, he's not either nicked up or just like buried on the depth chart. Like, yeah, Lattimore's playing with the threes again. You know, he's going up against Tommy Lee Lewis. You know, that that would be awful. Like even um, if so he's even if he stinks, I just, I just want Lattimore to be as advertised. That's a good one. Uh, what what's his? So it's obviously like how quickly do you think he should be running with the ones? But like, how soon should that happen? So where we don't panic and we're not worried about him. Um, I mean, I'd like to see him immediately. I mean, part of it is the competition, you know. <laughs> take out, take out Delvin Bro. Like, if PJ Williams and and Sterling Moore and Ken Crawley, if all those guys are ahead of Lattimore, we have problems. Oh. So, I mean, for me, it's day one. I mean, if, if it's a week later, if for a week, you know, he's kind of buried on the depth chart and he quickly moves up, I mean, that would be fine. But, I mean, I, I think he needs to be in the mix starting or, you know, playing nickel right from the get-go. 
the doomsday scenario for Lattimore is that there's a parody there's a parody account Lattimore's hamstrings. That's the doomsday <laughs> scenario for Lattimore. And by and like and by Someone's by like probably creating that as they're listening. To <laughs> if by like ape if like by like August fifth, it's got like five hundred to a thousand followers, there's a problem. So so that's your wish. So Dave, what's your third wish? You, you get the third wish. What's your wish for training? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Camp. Stretch it out. We've only been going for like eight minutes. So take your, <laughs> so take your, so take your time. When was <laughs> the last time the Saints have won a preseason game? Oh, that's a good question. Stone Ages. Um, no, seriously, I, I think they, I think they went winless last season. Yeah, and didn't they go win winless the season before too? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. Uh, so there you go. The, the mean, starting quarterback the last time the Saints won a playoff game was Billy Kilmer. I'm pretty certain. A preseason no. game. No, um, no. I mean, I, I, obviously, look. Hey, the preseason games don't really count, and they're meaningless. But in in, in a certain sense, can we just win that, one though? Yeah, they're not that meaningless. I mean, I, I would like to. I would like the Saints to, to early on. I'd like them in in training camp and in preseason get a feeling for what it's like to win. You know, it's not it's nine in a row, right? I know it's I know they've yeah, gone zero yeah, four two like years that. in a row, but but there was how many losses did they have the year before that? That's not about right. I, I thought nine it was or ten. I thought it was double digits. No, nah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but yeah. I mean, I my wish is for them to not, you know. To, to start off a little hot here, even though it's preseason, is to, to get some a couple of wins to, you know, to be able to celebrate after a game and to, <laughs> you know, bond as a team and to, to, to know what it feels like to win and to have some confidence going into week one so they can get off to that all important uh, hot You're right. Start. It's, nine in, it's nine in a row. You are correct. Nine. I, the last preseason win was August 23rd, 2014 versus the Colts. That's almost impossible to do. It's would you well, say tw- they're doing would it? Would you say 2014? Yeah, yep. 2014. So it was their third game, I guess. So that their preseason. third game. God, that is 
That's hard to do. That is, it takes a special. I mean, when you think about all the quarterbacks that play in preseason games and and the god awful mistakes they make, for the Saints to not have lucked into a game just off like two awful picks in the fourth quarter. Well, I think it, but seriously, I kind of think it speaks to the the shittiness of the back half of the Saints roster. Yeah, for a, sure. In a little bit of a way, like it, the Saints, the Saints, the Saints back half of their roster is so bad that they couldn't just like stumble into victories by accident, you know. And I, 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 the preseason, it, it can tell you. It, it's not. It's not meaningless. It can tell you some things, you know. Um, all, I, all I gotta say is that Stefan Anthony's probably going to be playing in the fourth quarter of preseason games this year. And he better wreck, he better wreck people. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Like going into camp, that's another question. Like when, uh, when can we start the the Anthony death watch? And like <laughs> like that he's not going to make the team. Are they going to ship him out for like a conditional eighth round pick in twenty twenty? Uh, like when when I don't does think that? He's worth that. I don't either. But you know, maybe a half eaten beignet. Uh, when well, does it? Well, so remember with the C.J. Spiller thing, okay? Like, I remember they played him a ton in that preseason before they cut him. And I I remember us all saying, like, man, they're giving Spiller a lot of carries in the fourth quarter. This is kind of weird. And I think if we see that similar with Anthony, like, why is he still in the game? There's two (laughs) minutes left. And I think they were basically trying to get Spiller – they, they were trying to trade him. And so they were hoping, like, man, if he breaks a long run in the preseason, maybe we can get a seventh-round pick for him. Yeah. Uh, so it could be something like that. So that's a, that's a, that'll be a bad sign for Anthony. I mean yeah. – If they're not pulling him from the game out of fear of him getting injured, that means they don't done. care if he gets injured, he's which done. means he's done. Dave, how excited, in the, how excited are you for Saint season compared to the last, say, three or four? As we get near camp, um, this is probably the least excited I've ever been. Really, to be honest with you. Really? I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not that optimistic. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking seven, nine, eight, and eight. They're going to go this year. Um, I, oh, you're saying you're saying this? Is, I'm sorry, I misheard you. You said the least yeah. excited. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. How um, much the, the, the Saints are going to have to get off to a, a good start, a hot start to to sort of wake me up a little bit. Now. Oh, yeah, but but if they be if they win on Monday night at Minnesota and then they come yeah. back and beat the Patriots, I mean two and zero Fuck is it. all it, all it would take for I'm, me I'm, to I'm start. I'm all where's in. The, where's, yeah. the, where's the Super second Bowl? lining naked in the streets? Where's of my the, Where's, where's in the Super broad daylight? Where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota. You start. I'll start looking on Travelocity for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing that. I'll be doing that on the phone, on my phone as I'm walking out the dome after they beat the Patriots. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I am not. Uh, and that's what I'm going. Yeah, it is. It is at U.S. Bank Stadium in I, Minneapolis. I pick my Saints games that I'm going to this year. I'm going to the Patriots. Uh, Tampa and Carolina are my three Saints home games that I will be attending. If you see, if you see me, buy me some alcohol. Uh, so, <laughs> Andrew, we talked about it a little on the bonus ca- on the bonus podcast, but 
you you agree with Dave? This is the least. This is the least you've been excited since like 2013, 2014. Um, I was pumped for 2014, man. That was a punch in the balls that season because we 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 were we, yeah. were, we were pumped. But we, we thought, were pumped. We, we were thought pumped. The, we thought the roster was Super Bowl ready. Oops. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to say, I was pumped until the the Fairley and Armstead news. I mean, that's really, and it, you know, like Dave said, it's not going to take much. It's not even going to take a regular season win for me to get all jacked up. I mean, Dude. you know, a, a seventy yard Kamara run, <laughs> you know, in preseason is probably all it'll take. You know, again, again, hitch and they turn, pull me back in. Keep but uh, you know, for now, yeah, I'm, I'm a little down in the dumps. I need some good Saints news. You know, I just need I don't need I don't need anything big. I just need a little teaser. I need I need a Hendrickson sack the first preseason game so I can have like yeah. nine hundred people attack me on Twitter because God forbid I say like Hendrickson is not gonna have two and a half sacks. Yeah, he, I mean all it's gonna take is Hendrickson smoking an undrafted tackle from Austin P. And Brian's gonna come at me with full force. Yeah, yeah. It's just and, gonna be. I'll, I'll be good to go. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nothing. My, my timeline in Twitter will be nothing but Stephen Colbert gifts, where he has the giant sign behind him that says "I told you so." Like that's my. It's gonna be my whole timeline. Twitter. It's gonna be. It's gonna be lovely. I'm. I'm actually excited for it. Um. So. And then one blocked Will Lutz kick <laughs> will be enough to send me back into uh, Inferno. Yeah, well, I mean, I, Dave, that's a good question though. How how seriously do you t- how seriously? <laughs> well, that that should be Dave's wish that they go through the whole preseason without Will Lutz having a kick block. <laughs> how how seriously do you take preseason, Dave? Because when I worked for Buddy D, he took it extremely serious because he gambled on the games. <laughs> so like he was all like when the Saints sucked in a preseason game he was not he was not having he do the prop bets like I didn't think they said odds on preseason no, games. fuck they, they odds in a preseason man they said odds on you can anything man over unders you can get if you have a gambling problem the preseason football can can uh, be there for you to get your fix I thought if you have a gambling problem you're supposed to call seven 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 stop. <laughs> no, you're supposed to call Vinny and put four units on the Saints versus the Texans in the third preseason game. And preseason betting is is a dangerous game. It is. Yeah. I just feel like it's so unpredictable. That's why I thought that they didn't put mods on it because you, you, who the hell knows what's going to no, happen. No, they they have spreads on preseason They're games. They're all like two and a half, three and a half. The one thing, the, the one trend that they, they I mean, did, betting against the Saints is <laughs> is nine times in a row good right now. Well, yeah, that's the, about as sure of a thing as you're going to get in preseason the, football. The trend that you'll see in preseason in preseason betting, and as a former gambling degenerate, is if a team warmer. Yeah, I just I don't I I got a kid now, Dave, and I got loans. I I don't have like I don't have like disposable income like I used to to just waste on. No, um, he doesn't need a college tuition. That's true. He's probably going to be a trucker. He's. He's probably, you know, trucking. Nothing, nothing wrong with trucking academy. Although by the time he's of age, he'll probably be like uh, self-driving trucks. But um, no, what, in preseason, like if a if a team is coming off a really horrible performance with their starters in the second week, Vegas usually will like tighten up that line. Like say the Saints look terrible in the second week. 
whoever they're playing, Vegas is like, we probably think the Saints, because they look so bad the second week, are going to play their starters longer that third game. So we're going to make that line tighter, and we might even make them a favorite where they not necessarily should be. So preseason games are kind of – the lines are kind of weird and funky if you're into that sort of thing. Dave, I used to do parlays in the preseason. That's how bad of a degenerate I was. Do you know Do you know how much of a de- de- degenerate gambler you have to be to do a 14 parlay, parlay in week two of the preseason? <laughs> I, I mean, you know – it's 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 bad. So um, in other news, do you remember that? Do you remember that podcast four years ago when my son was three and he picked the NFL <laughs> again? We and, he picked her, and he picked him better than Kevin. He did. We need to start that again. We need. To I start- mean, I mean, if that's not a, a hint that you should not gamble when a three-year-old is picking the games better than. <laughs> we should have him back. We should have him back on, and he can. Uh, he he's can, seven now. He's he's he, at this point. He's going to run circles around he, us. He probably is. Uh, we 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 should we should start that again. I I like that idea. Um, yeah. Okay. So well, um, he'll, he's a, he's in for sure. Yeah. We can we can have him pick like like the Saints game and like two other ones. Um. So my wife is clapping because the Astros. Talk. My wife. My wife. My wife. The Astros are like sixty three and thirty. You'd have thought yesterday when they lost. Or, or no, I'm sorry. Saturday when they lost, you'd have thought they lost like Game Five of the World Series on like a horrible umpiring call. She was so I, she gets so irate. Like I'm like they're sixty, sixty three and thirty. Like it's one game. She's like bullshit. Keep the momentum going. I don't. She's she like I want 120 wins. Um, <laughs> Did the closer get rocked or something? No, it's just they're Bad just playing, they're just saying they're just saying they're just playing Seattle and Seattle's terrible and Carlos Beltran just hit it on the railroad tracks. Okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, gambling is f- like uh, betting on preseason game. I think we'll we'll start that day. We'll we'll start investigating the preseason lines as the games come out. Um, I have a question. So, did you guys listen to uh, Dunk and Holders? Have you listened to that podcast? No, I actually want to because I know they talked to they talked to Loomis. I know they did. They so I listened to it today. It's a, it's great. Uh, I I've always thought. I'm I'm a fan of Larry Holder, and if anything, I I've always thought his talent was maybe more in radio than than writing. Even I mean, I like his writing, but but he's always been a good radio guy. And um, so they did get a chance to talk to Loomis, and you know I, he was very forthcoming about the whole Fairly thing. You know, kind of saying like, yeah, um, he's like, well, to be honest with you, like the timing just kind of couldn't have been worse for us. You know, and he's. He, he wouldn't really divulge anything because, you know, it's like personal health stuff. Um, but, you know, he, he was uh, he didn't try to sugarcoat it. You know, he was pretty clear that, like, basically saying, yes, this, this sucks for us, especially the timing. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, like, if, if they'd have caught it in free agency, they could have been like, Nick, we love you, um, but you have this heart issue. So you need to try to go get that figured out, but we got to go in another direction. And they could have gone and got Poe or something, you know, they had defensive tackles that stayed out a long time in free agency, you know? Well, yeah, a lot of guys would have taken that money. Hankin. Um, but you know, the one, the one thing about that interview that was at least a little bit encouraging was, uh, they asked him about Armstead and, you know, he, they was like, the, the one question they asked him was, is there a chance he won't play this year? And, he he was pretty emphatic in being like, "Oh no, I don't think uh, we're we're planning on him playing." And he said, 
you know, we've gotten good signs about he had good surgery. It went really well. And, uh, we've gotten some positive signs so far that recovery might go a little bit quicker. And he's like, I'm definitely expecting him to be back sooner than later was the quote that he said. And, and that, uh, he, they expect him to contribute to the team this year. So I don't know when that's going to be. You but, are gullible. Yeah. Uh, did he say probably. anything about Ramchek and his hip? Uh, they did not talk about Ramchek's health. Um, other than just to say that he was really glad that they drafted him. Um, yeah. You know, so I feel like, you know, I, I know on, on Saints Twitter, different people they're like, because, you, you know, look, all the draft picks aren't going to be diamonds. We know that. And, and so we're like trying to figure out like which which one is not going to do well and all that. And a lot of people lean to, of the first, say, four picks they made. A lot of people lean, lean towards Ramcheck as being the guy that's going to bust. I feel like, Dave, Ramcheck is going to end up being one of the best guys of this draft, maybe the best guy, because it's going to prove the old adage that you never fuck up by picking good players. And he'll be like, he'll be like the go-to guy for the next decade. Whenever the saints pick a guy high at a position of strength, they'll be like, well, remember they picked Ramchek and that worked out. Okay. I think what does that add? What does that adage mean? Like good players in college? Well, no, yeah. Well, like for like in the draft, like you, if you pick a good, it's never a bad decision when you pick a good player. Like that ends up being good. Like no one ever says instead uh, of picking instead of making the sexy pick. Yeah, and like if you is what like, you're saying. Oh, yeah, I like see. like nobody like everybody was a lot of Saints fans were mad they picked Ramcheck, right? But it, it doesn't matter. No matter what player you pick, is if they're good in two years, no one ever says. Oh shit! They shouldn't have picked Ram. You know, they shouldn't have picked Ramcheck. He started. Right. He started every oh, game for two oh, years. You yeah. mean okay? So it's the. So you're saying it's like the make sure you pick a good player. Don't worry about what position. Yeah, you play. like that. Yeah. You, never, you never. You never go wrong. Like when Minnesota, they don't picked, draft based on need. Yeah, like Minnesota, they picked Randy Moss and they had Jake Reed in his prime and Chris Carter in his prime, and everybody's like, "What are they doing?" Uh, no, they picked Randy Moss. It worked out okay. You know, so I think I think Ramchek's going to be the go-to guy for anybody that complains the Saints didn't draft for need, and he's going to be that guy for the next decade. I mean, I don't know if you, how much you guys remember this, but I I can't remember Saints fans being more pissed about a first-round pick than Will Smith. Ooh, that's a good because at, because at the time, remember they had uh, they had Darren Howard and they had. Um, Charles Grant, yeah, and so I think fans were just like, we already have two defensive ends. Why are we picking another one? Yeah, fans were furious, furious. And I remember the time. Can you, can you think of a first round pick that was more just? Dis- I mean, maybe Andres Pete. Yeah, Andres. People on people didn't like Andres Pete. Um, so people people didn't hate Sullivan. I don't think. Um, people were excited about Sullivan. Yeah, um, people were. Vicaro is kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, Meacham, eh, I know. Deuce, oh, people, oh, yes. people, Meacham, yes, people were pissed about Meacham. That's a good one. Yeah. Why Dude, the pe- fuck were they picking a wide receiver when they had like the number one offense in the league? People weren't so excited about Deuce, you know, at the time. I was because I my family's an Ole Miss lunatic. Alumni, so I was pretty pumped about Deuce, but at the time people were like, eh, "Deuce." No, you're right. Like, why do we do this? We have Ricky Williams. But I mean, at the time too, the Saints were coming off their first playoff win, so like they could have picked a homeless guy and would have, would have been like, "Yep, eh, Randy Mueller, he knows what he's doing." Yeah, I, I still don't think uh, Will Smith to me, uh, from my recollection, was the most furious fans ever were. 
And I mean, he turned out to be one of the best defensive end in franchise history. So, like you like you said, just pick good players. Fans weren't too excited. I mean, those are those are good draft picks that fans weren't excited about. But I mean, it's it's so hard, Andrew, because like pre the remembering the draft like pre Twitter is so hard because now it's like you have this giant community of Saints people that were all plugged in and watching it together. Whereas like before, even though you might have watched the draft at the fan fest, you basically did it on your own, right? Like you didn't interact. You might've, you might've talked with your buddy that was with you or whatever, but you didn't interact with a ton of people until after maybe you went to a message board or something. But the new thing with Twitter since like 2011, 2012, it's a whole, like it's a whole different experience to like, measuring like fan excitement and fan rage and stuff i think yes agreed <laughs> so um obviously uh this podcast it's it's you know nine days to camp people what do you what do you want as far as like length we're not going to give you like a like a two hour uh um you know issue it's not going to be like war and peace or something but the good thing is uh, oh, we're not going to talk about Rajon Rondo. <laughs> oh my God, Pel- Pelican bloggers, besides the cool people at the Bird Rights who are who are funny and cool, all you other Pelican bloggers, could you get a fucking sense of humor? Is that just too much to ask of you people? <laughs> you should you- start having a, a Pelican blogger bash segment of each show. I mean, Jesus, like, like they, they, like they. You know, I try to like interact with them and have fun and make bets, and they just—they're just asses, a lot of them. But I, the people at the Bird Rights, David Fincher, and the guy—I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. It starts with an O because I'll butcher it. But those guys are really cool, and they're fun. And you know, I—I like SB Nation. Yeah, and I like them because, like, the thing is, like, you can you can ask them questions and be like. I don't they actually respond to you yeah. without like mocking your yeah. like I'm trying to understand basketball like, yeah, like understand. I don't understand I don't understand the fucking salary cap for the NBA it's like the stretch provision and the mid level exception and the biannual exception I'm like what does all this mean like how much cap room do the Pelicans actually have and they're like well if you do this and I'm like thank you like it's fucking like it's not like the Saints cap where it's like a hard cap and it's pretty easy to understand as far as like dead money and stuff like the NBA salary cap. Like you need a PhD in math to understand that shit. Um, so I guess the final question, you know, we've talked about wishes and things that we're excited for. Um, Carolina fired their general manager today, which is kind of like, Oh shit. What the fuck was that? Andrew, does this help or hurt the saints? The, the, the Carolina general manager getting canned like I just feel like a GM's job is done at this point you know yeah what's so the, I, like, I, I think time. it has I, I think it has no impact on the team other than he's getting fired for a reason and if he if you know the owner's unhappy about how he negotiated player contracts or there's just bad blood in general and I saw that on Twitter, you know, Steve Smith, Josh Norman, and... Yeah, they were um, happy as fuck. They were like... Good. Yeah, there's one other guy. They all kind of took shot, t- took turns taking shots at this guy. So, you know, it's um, it's a sign, you know, it's a data point that there's uh, foundation problems. You yeah, know, I mean, and, they, and, he, and, he made a lot of tough calls on, on Panther players, but like, I yeah. mean, he, he let Steve Smith I mean, go the Norman early. thing last year was crazy. They had him franchised and they just rescinded it 
That yeah, was that, nuts. That made no like to I me. Mean, how do you let one of your best players just randomly hit free agency after free agency has ended? Like, yeah, that, was that, nuts. that made no sense at all. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't have begrudged them. I for, mean, like, that alone, like that makes you wonder. You know, like the franchise tag thing ended today, and Kirk Cousins and Le'Veon Bell and all those guys, they didn't get contracts, and so they ended up sticking with the tender, I guess. But um. It makes you wonder if, like, with the timing, if he's like, well, look what happened with all these dudes. That could have happened with Josh Norman. I don't know. It makes you wonder. Yeah, I don't, it, it, that was weird because the thing is, like, it, it, didn't benefit that, it didn't benefit them all to rescind it because uh, they couldn't use the cap room because free agency was gone. That was, that was really bizarre. And the Saints, the Saints were this close to – Paying Josh Norman like seventy million dollars, like they were all they were all about Josh Norman. Don't fucking kid yourselves. If he would have taken a visit to New Orleans first, he'd be a saint right now. I had forgotten that. Uh, what's the guy's name from the Rams? Trumaine Johnson. Yeah, I had forgotten that the Saints did a dance with him. But Adam Schefter reported today that they had offered a second round pick, and the Rams were going to take it, and they offered him a long-term deal and he, and he said, turned it no he said no he wanted to stay with the rams so they have done the dance with norman johnson and malcolm butler i mean the saints have tried very hard i mean th- these corners won't take their money yeah um, but malcolm butler would have so that's a little bit different but yeah it's interesting yeah so all right let's let's uh let the good thing about Carolina is I think that I think they're they're kind of old and their 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 foundation is shaky and um, we'll see. I I think Cam Newton he's really good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's not good and great and elite and all that, but I think he's one of these quarterbacks that's not gonna age gracefully at all. Like his whole entire game is that he's an athletic freak, and when it when his running a bit when he can't run and do all that like he's gonna be. He's gonna go from elite to done very, very fast, and and way younger than like thirty five. That's my prediction. Like, like Cam Newton on the other side of thirty, he's not gonna be what he is now. But I think with I think the Panthers like their stars and their defense are kind of aging. I mean, you look like they brought Captain Munnerlin back. Yeah, and, you know, Keekley's got the concussion issues and Thomas Davis is getting older and Quan Short didn't have as good of a year last year. And they brought back Julius Peppers. I mean, they just feel old to me. And if you look at the offensive line, too, they've got the two Khalil guys. Um, that was a bad signing of free agency. I mean, I, I think the only thing that saves Carolina is if, you know, they got like a couple playmakers in Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the draft this year. I mean... If that somehow like revitalizes Cam Newton, it's never, uh, it it's never a good sign in free agency when your number one free agent signing, the fans of the team that that player is leaving is are laughing at you, and that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened to the Panthers with Minnesota. Minnesota fans were like, "Okay, good luck with that." That's you know, it'd be it'd be like uh, it'd be like the like some team. Charles like signing Charles Brown back in the day and signing him to a big deal and Saints fans be like, okay, go ahead, enjoy enjoy the Charles <laughs> Brown experience, buddy. So, Dave, this is a question from Dylan: bigger dumpster fire, Kevin's Tinder inbox or Carolina's front office? 
Hey, you know what? I'm going to give a little credit to Kevin. I think yep, he's, he's, uh, he's locked he, he in. works the Tinder pretty. Yeah, he works the Tinder pretty well. He lo- he's locked in, man. He got a got a got yeah. a, got a little lady friend and everything. Uh, Dylan so asked. Carolina is definitely the bigger dumpster fire. Yeah. So Dylan he's got asked, a lady friend until she finds out he guests on a space podcast. Yeah. So Dylan asks too. He says, "Are you um, are y'all doing a fantasy league this year? Yeah, we're doing a fantasy league. I got I got I got to actually. Thanks for reminding me. I got to fire that up. We'll be doing the we'll be doing the uh, regular." And the auction, and of course, in the auction draft, I will spend recklessly, and it'll be terrible. Uh, Andrew, which player will Curtis Johnson have the biggest impact on this year? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say Willie Sneed. <sighs> Willie Sneed hadn't gotten paid yet either. No, I, I think Willie Sneed is going to have a monster year. Is he going to get paid before he has that monster year, though? That's it. I think he'll get paid before camp starts in nine if, days. This is from Ryan, Dave. Uh, he asked, uh, if you could pick one to have lived up to their contract, would it have been Junior Gallette or uh, Jarris Bird? Jarris Bird. Definitely Yikes. Jarris Bird. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Jarris Bird would have created a bunch of tournaments. But you know what? If, if, if Gallette would have got him... If Gallette would have got him ten sacks in like four straight years, that could have been good too, you know. And did the thing, Gallette not, did Gallette not get double digit sacks? After he did. His contract? He didn't. He uh, he did. He got after his contract extension. He he got his his year in twenty fourteen. He got he got like ten and a half. Yeah. So I mean, it's got to be Gallette. I mean, he, at least he had a good year after getting the contract with Bird. He, he didn't have a good year. Gallette's. Contract had one good game. He had like two picks in one game. He had one game. Golette's contract, it ended up being a bad contract because the Saints had to hit eject because Golette was a fucking knucklehead. But if Golette would have just kept getting 9, 10, 11 sacks, like that would have been an under market contract. Like I think it ended, what was it? It was five years. It was either four years or five. It was either four years forty-four or five years forty-eight. You know, like it wasn't a terrible contract if he'd have been on the roster getting sacks. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, the first year of his contract, he got ten sacks. You know, the problem yeah, with the, I, that would that would be like Bird getting four or five picks in a year. Yeah, the problem with the Gallette contract was the Saints right, still so had. We already, a, so we so at least we got a little something out of Gallette, which is yeah. why I would want. I yeah, that was the year he was a captain, time. though, and just a disaster in the locker room. <laughs> so. Yeah, that we found out that Cat uh, Terrell did the story that was amazing later. She did it in like February, where like all of it dropped, and you're like, oh yeah, that would have been fun to know during the year. Uh, so I think that does it for for this podcast with with uh, with all the questions. Um, so uh, final Kevin's question: alive still? I don't know. He's probably asleep on his couch. You know, power bombing is exhausting, Dave. It takes a lot of energy to wrestle with the dad bod, and then he's got to, and then he's got to, he's got to wrestle. He's got to shower. He's got to woo his lady friend. You know, that's a full, it's a full, uh, it's a full day for Kevin on a Monday. Final question: This is from Anthony uh, because I, I told people they could ask us life. Remember when and- Kevin was married? <laughs> uh, so. Remember when Kevin used to watch Saints games? Uh, so <laughs> this this is from Anthony. 
because I so I told people they could ask life advice questions. A- Andrew, which vanity? Oh boy. Which vanity luxury purchase should I do? Motor motorcycle or boat? No, never a boat. Never a boat. Yeah, a boat is just sunk cost. The, yeah. the second you buy it, it's. Uh, although I would say a motorcycle is much more hazardous to your health. Much more if, risk. And Anthony, if you want the experience of owning a boat, like the full experience, go to the bank, ask them for like, <laughs> like two hundred fifty dollars in like ones and two dollar bills, and then put it in a briefcase, and then walk out to your nearest body of water, pop open the brief briefcase, and just start throwing the money into the water. That will give you the experience of having a boat. And then go and buy a, a motorcycle. Because a motorcycle, you can keep it in good condition. It can be fun. And if you ever d- deem that it's time to move on and sell it, you can actually get a decent amount. Like a boat is just a sinkhole of money. So uh, I definitely go uh, motorcycle. So uh, I think that wraps it up. Wraps it up. Uh, go to Saints Nation. Uh, Andrew has a phenomenal piece explaining why rookie defensive ends that are drafted in the third round never amount to shit their rookie year. It's a great statistical-based column, uh, and I used it to fight people on Twitter for like four hours on Saturday, so you should go and read it. It's phenomenal. Uh, Dave, basically, basically it's, it'll be nothing short of a miracle if Hendrickson gets two and a half sacks. There's a 67% chance that he's going to have one or less sacks. That's factually correct. Trust the math. Based on history. Based on, based on you know, just history. Um, so read that. And, and then Dave has an outline ready for his 2017 Saints. He's got, he's got the bullet points. He's got like four uh, outlines. I think he might even have a PowerPoint slide named. So get excited for that. Uh, so for Kevin, who's MIA, for Andrew, for Dave, uh, until next time, the bar is closed. <laughs>